Hello, and welcome to The Anxious Adventure. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I am so thrilled you're here today. I'm Katie Schlegel, your host here on The Anxious Adventure podcast. And as you may have guessed it, I'm an anxious adventurer. I know that sounds contradicting, but I'm here to tell you that if the thought of traveling somewhere brings up those feelings of anxiety or stress, you've come to the right place. I've traveled to over 17 countries around the world. I've lived in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and trekked across South America solo. I don't say these things to impress you. No, that is not what I'm here for. I say these things to let you know that every single one of those experiences had moments where my anxiety made me feel like I could not do it. So if that's how you feel or have ever felt, you are not alone. Before we get into today's story, I've been getting a lot of questions about why my Instagram name is Mariposa Skies. Well, if you didn't know, I have an online ethical fashion boutique called Mariposa Skies, hence the name of my Instagram. Starting this online ethical fashion boutique is where a lot of my travel stories have come from. So that's why I <laughs> refer to my Instagram to share these stories. It is your go-to place to check out the fashion finds from my travels. You can also meet the artisans who make the fashion because each piece in the shop is made by the hands of an independent global artisan. This week, I wanted to do a shout out to one of my artisans from Argentina, Jeanne. She's actually from Paris, but we met on one of my trips to Buenos Aires. She lives some of the time in Buenos Aires and some of her time is spent back in Paris with her family. But what makes her jewelry so unique is not only her designs, but each accessory she makes has a special meaning too. I've been sharing all about her over on Instagram, so be sure to check it out. My Instagram handle is Skies. The link is in the show notes, and I'd love it if you'd give me a follow. So I'm curious, dear anxious adventurer, on your many travels around the world, have you ever spent a birthday abroad? This travel adventure started a few months before my 30th birthday. I didn't want my 30th to pass without doing something epic to celebrate. So I did what any sane person would do. I quit my three jobs and booked a ticket to South America for four months. Okay, I realize that does not sound sane, but I really was at a crossroads in my life at that time, and I needed to do something drastic to make some changes. And here's the deeper question for you, maybe the more real question this week. Have you ever used travel to escape or to heal? Because if I'm being honest with myself, I've used travel to do both. When I was about to turn 30, I was coming out of a very difficult time in my life that was filled with all sorts of pain and heartache. I felt like I was spiraling down a never-ending rabbit hole that I could not seem to get myself out of. I needed to do something drastic to kind of snap me back into reality and bring me back to present day. So I turned to travel and a continent that I knew and loved to help me first escape and then to heal. If you've ever been in either place in your life, a place where you knew you needed to escape or a place where you needed to heal, and maybe you're there now, Take heart, my dear anxious adventurers. There is light at the end of this tunnel. And maybe this will be what you need to hear today. 
All right. Well, you know what to do. Pack those bags, grab your passport, because we're going on a little trip around South America. It's the same trip I took when I turned 30. And of course, I'll be sharing with you some good old lessons that I learned along the way. Welcome to South America, a continent filled with surprise, wonder, natural beauties, and so much diversity. I'm sure you know where South America is located, but I'll paint you the picture anyways. It's bordered to the west by the Pacific Ocean and to the north and east by the Atlantic Ocean. North America and the Caribbean Sea lie to the northwest and Antarctica is to its south. The continent generally includes 12 sovereign states. Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Guyana, Paraguay, Peru, Suriname, Uruguay, and Venezuela. Brazil is by far the most populous South American country, with more than half of the continent's population living there, followed by Colombia, Argentina, Venezuela, and Peru. Here are some South American geography fun facts for you. Let's see if you knew these things about South America. It's home to the world's highest uninterrupted waterfall, Angel Falls, in Venezuela. The highest single drop waterfall, Kaitur Falls in Guyana, and the largest river by volume, the Amazon River. South America claims the longest mountain range, too, the Andes. The driest non-polar place on Earth, the Atacama Desert. The wettest place on Earth, Lopez de Micay in Colombia. And the largest rainforest, the Amazon Rainforest. The continent also has the highest capital city, La Paz in Bolivia, the highest commercially navigable lake in the world, Lake Titicaca, and the world's southernmost permanently inhabited community, Puerto Toro in Chile. Now that you have a little lay of the land, I want to take you back to a week before my four-month trip to South America began. I was asking myself some really deep questions, and many of them had to do with anxiety and fear. Here's an excerpt from my journal. Well, it is a week out before I leave. There is so much anticipation, and to my surprise, doubt and worry. The funny thing is, I'm not worried about the trip, but rather what I'm going to do after. I'm worried that I'm banking too much on this trip to define what I want to do next, and that in turn, I will not really fully enjoy it. Why is it that we as humans always look to the next and not live in this moment right here? This trip to South America is an adventure some only dream about, and I'm actually doing it. Yet, I have so much hesitation. Why is this? Well, I have quit my three jobs, which has been a surreal feeling to say the least. You know, someone asked me the other day, what do you do? I paused. My answer usually is this, that, and the other, but I caught myself and said, nothing. I don't have a job, which for the past however long has defined who I was and am to be. I felt naked. I was asked a very typical question, but I didn't have the proper answer. I didn't have anything that I was doing. Even in years past when I didn't have a job, I was always able to counter the question with, oh, I'm a student, or I'm currently taking photography courses. Now, well, now I really don't have anything to define me. And while I've noticed this can be very freeing at times, 
it can be very scary too. I haven't quite figured out which one it is yet. When I tell people what I'm doing these next few months, they seem to either look at me in a confused sort of state, or they just say, how exciting, and want to know all the details. When I'm done bearing the details, however, without a doubt, they always ask, so what will you do when you get back? That question, no matter how prepared I am for it, always throws me off. The simple answer is, I don't know. The more complicated one is filled with doubt, anxiety, and things that make my stomach churn. I'm turning 30 and I just quit all my jobs. I've been planning this trip for what feels like a lifetime and I can't seem to get it out of my head. Was this smart? Am I doing the right thing? My heart says, yes, you are my dear. Don't worry, don't fret. But my logical head says, what the H-E-L-L are you doing? This is so irresponsible. End journal entry. So that's how I was feeling at that moment in time. And here's the first lesson that I want to share with you from when I turned 30. To me, it was one of the biggest lessons I learned from taking that four-month trip, and it was this. To take that leap into the unknown, no matter how scary it may be, you never know what could be waiting down below. And to be completely honest, I had no clue what was in store for me. I had three countries on my list to visit in that four-month time period, Brazil, Argentina, and Colombia. I planned out the general times I wanted to spend in each country, and my plane ticket had a departure day and time in Bogota, Colombia, but that was pretty much all that I knew. Ultimately, I wanted to have the freedom to do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted to do it. The first stop was Brazil. I spent just over a month in Brazil, first going to Rio de Janeiro for Carnival, and then down south to Florinopolis. Brazil taught me so many lessons. How to be brave, how to be more colorful, how to be bold. However, the main one I remember learning was while I was sitting alone on a beach in Florinopolis, or Floripa, Brazil. For a long time before this trip, I had been feeling very lonely. I lived by myself, had three jobs to pay the bills, and I just got by in life. I also picked up some interesting fellas to date, but let's just say they were not capable of being there emotionally or even really physically present for me a lot of the time. Meaning I did a lot of the work to make the relationships, well, work. So even when I was together with them, it still felt very lonely. The main lesson my travels in Brazil taught me was to learn how to enjoy my own company. Sure, I was traveling solo around South America, so that meant, ultimately, I was alone. But I really started to love my own company and the time I got to spend learning about myself. Up until that point in my life, I had always done what I thought I should do or what others wanted me to do. I never allowed myself to feel into myself and get to know the capital M-E, me. (laughs) It was a major turning point that flipped a switch of creating a life that I wanted for myself versus letting life just happen around me. And what came from this ultimately turned those feelings of loneliness into pure happiness. And this is when the escaping to South America turned into 
healing in South America. As I left Brazil and went on to my second home, Buenos Aires, Argentina, I was feeling refreshed. It almost felt like I had a new pair of glasses on, and they weren't rose-colored either. They were clear and crisp. I spent the next six weeks going out with my longtime friends, spending time with my self-proclaimed adoptive family from Argentina, and just indulging in city life. I even traveled to a little Argentinian farm near a little town in the western part of Argentina called San Rafael. It was so liberating, but I'll tell you that tale another time. It was in Buenos Aires that I turned 30 and celebrated my 30th birthday. And it was in Buenos Aires where I learned to dance tango. And it's from that dance that I learned I had, in fact, been dancing tango all along, and tango had been dancing with me. Let me explain. This is not in the literal sense, of course. Tango is known as a walking dance. And when I started this four-month trip, I set out on a walk. I took my first step, and it had led me to that moment in time. One of my tango teachers told me this while I was learning the dance. Tango is life, and the life is tango. If I had learned anything from the dance, it was this. To stop thinking. Feel and be present in this moment. Listen to the music and let it guide you to where you need to go. The life is not always filled with the music to guide your path. It is a walk that you have to feel and ultimately not think about or dwell upon for too long. To dance tango, you need to let go of all your thoughts, all your expectations on where you are supposed to be, and let your partner and the music be your guide. And you cannot dance this dance alone. It does, in fact, take two to feel its rhythm and to walk its walk. And that is what I was doing. I started letting go of my expectations of where I was supposed to be or supposed to be doing and let the universe be my guide, following the beat of my own inner drum. So I was 30 now. I went from wanting to escape reality to healing the past hurts to now walking a path that felt good and all my own. It was time to leave Buenos Aires and my dear friends and family and set off on my third and final adventure to be had in South America. I was headed to Colombia. As I think back on my time in South America, I remember so many lessons that I learned and the challenges I faced while traveling that huge continent alone. But this one moment in particular stands out among the rest, and it's the moment it all made sense. On my first ride into Bogota, Colombia, I was taken aback with all the street art. Bright colors, faces, eyes, and strange creatures stared at me as I rode past them. They were beautiful and exotic, and I wanted to know what this was all about. I had never seen such amazing street art before. It just so happened that a tour was offered to understand what many of these pieces of art meant, as well as to learn about the artists themselves. I don't want to dive too much into this because the street art of Bogota deserves its standalone episode for sure. So again, another one I promise I'll tell you about in a future episode. But it was this one artist in particular that caught my eye over and over and over again on this tour. 
She goes by the name of Bastardisha. Her work is personal and geared towards women, depicting women in much of her art. In each piece, she tells a story, her story, allowing the viewer to see a glimpse into her personal life. In many of her works, you can even feel her pain. As the tour came to an end, our guide led us to one final piece of her art. And this was the one that stood out to me above all the rest. It was called The Phoenix. When my eyes settled upon this piece, it all clicked. Everything made sense. I saw myself in this work. For those of you who don't know the story behind The Phoenix, it is a bird that was birthed in Greek mythology. The phoenix rises out of its own ashes, of its deceased form, obtaining a new life. It creates a picture of renewal. As I gazed at that street art, thoughts flooded my head. All these years, struggling through pain, sadness, betrayal, mistrust, and heartache. And in that single moment, all of it went up in flames. I was the phoenix in that moment, and my 30th birthday trip around South America was the flames that helped burn down who I was to ashes so that I could start this next decade renewed in my own strength. This trip gave me the understanding that I can in fact make it through anything. As I bring this episode to a close, I want to encourage you to think back on those really hard times in your life. The times when you wanted to escape or you needed to heal And I want you to be surprised by yourself as well as encouraged. You did it. You made it through to the other side, to the next decade of life, (laughs) or whatever it may be. I know I'm always surprised by myself. When I start out on any journey, whether big or small, I always have fear that guides my first step out the door. However, I never allow it to stop me from doing what I want to do, what I need to do for myself. Maybe that's my stubbornness, but whatever it is, it has pushed me to do things I thought I could never do. And I know it can do the same for you too. When you're in those moments of doubt or fear, just remember all that you have done thus far in life, all the really hard moments you've lived through, and let those moments encourage you to take that next step. I can't help but smile when I look back on my journey of my 30th birthday trip. I have grown so much learned so many incredible things about myself, about other cultures, and of course, from the people I met along the way. If I can set out on a journey by myself to South America, survive many painful years before that, and not be jaded from it all, but still see the beauty in life and love, then I know I can survive and do anything. And that is the greatest lesson of them all. So I want to leave you with this final thought. If you are ever afraid of doing something, especially something that goes against what is expected of you, take heart, my dear anxious adventurer. Look to those who have gone before you, and especially look to that which you have already accomplished in years past. When you recognize what you have overcome thus far, taking that step out the door into your next adventure won't seem so scary. It is a daunting task in nature, for sure. However, you never know what may come out of the ashes. All right, now it's your turn to tell your travel story. 
This is the part of the episode where I ask you to share your travel adventures with me. I know this hasn't caught on yet, but as you probably know by now, I'm pretty stubborn and I don't give up. (laughs) I just know this is going to be so good one day. How? Well, because I know how freeing and life-giving it can be to tell your travel stories to a community who really wants to listen. Travelers don't have a lot of people or dedicated spaces to share their adventures. That's why I want to create this safe place for you to be able to tell your stories. There's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Maya Angelou So, if you have been thinking about it, I want to encourage you to write in and tell me all about your travel adventures. If there's a story inside you that needs to get out, please don't wait. So many people want to hear what you have to say. All you have to do is email me at anxiousadventuresclub at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, my travel experience, and then fill that email with your story or stories. I want this podcast to ultimately be a place where we can learn from other people's experiences. So feel free to include any tips or lessons you've learned along the way. That way, this podcast can become a co-creation between you and me and really start to help all those anxious adventurers out there become more brave and knowledgeable. I have said it before, I know, but I can't wait to see your stories in my inbox. Also, check out Bastardisha's stunning and moving street art. I've put a link to her website in the show notes. She is amazing. Okay, that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed your adventure around South America. Have a question? I'd love to answer. Just hit me up on Instagram at Mariposas Guides. You can DM me anytime. I love to talk travel and help out any way I can. And if it's a question I think would benefit us all, then I'll share it in one of the upcoming episodes. Instagram is also the place where I share all the photographs, videos, and visuals for each podcast episode. This week, you'll see a bunch of the photos from my South American trip, my 30th birthday, and that amazing street art, The Phoenix, from Bastardisha. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned a little, laughed a little, and my hope is that it left you with some things to think about. All right. That is it for now. Until next time, my dear anxious adventurers. Ciao. Besos. <laughs>